All right, we are live. Weirdos Only podcast. We have uh, Brenda Marie. Do we have Brenda Marie Moreno? Yeah. <laughs> My adult name now. Your adult name now. <laughs> no more roulette. Your, your, oh, your, your, East, your East Coast name now. Yeah, I'm a little more grown up. <laughs> oh, wow. We're growing up here. Mm-hmm. So what? Uh, so what? Uh, if you don't mind, or just getting a, an overview, what what do you do as like uh, as work in the East Coast? I know you work so, with schools, no? Or... Yeah. So I'm an executive assistant. So I actually came out here with a different job. I was an executive assistant, but it was for the for the church, the Catholic Church, and I was there for a few months, and then my current company reached out to me through like an agency they really liked me i interviewed with them so now with them and i'm still in the same role but just uh i guess in a bigger capacity it's an association that works with lawyers in higher education so we work with almost every university in the country accredited university in the country oh, so and you don't work with trump university no trump university <laughs> no unfortunately like, not like how you know. threw that in there like the credited <laughs> yeah but it's a it's very interesting actually so i never i've always kind of stuck in the higher ed spectrum one way or another so so far i really like it yeah it's interesting to work with a lot of lawyers <laughs> yeah i had uh my buddy on and he's a I wouldn't say aspiring lawyer. He's he had a this whole pandemic thing kind of slowed down. He's, mm. he's stuck going to law school, but he's always like uh, he's um he's always arguing. He's always willing to argue, and then mm. he's like on some like since we know him, he's gonna be on some tangent, and we're uh-huh. like, dude, what are you talking about? Like we're not. Mm-hmm. He's already, he's trying to like find a way to win, you know? I'm like mm-hmm. dude, you're talking about some other stuff already. He's like, no, but it relates because like no, it doesn't. Like no, it doesn't. Well, it's funny because that's what I thought all lawyers were but I think just being in higher ed it's completely different because they're just very litigious like they're very like but what about this like down to the nitty-gritty and I'm just like is anybody really going to ask us about that kind of stuff you know but they're not very argumentative because they're not really we provide like educate continuing education for them so there's really no area where they can do that but they're just very particular people, I will say. <laughs> Would you say it's like a like a lack of trust? I feel like that's the way shit is, right? Because you're like you're scared. Like, wait, like, I need to make sure that this thing is mm-hmm. good because or else you might come and try to fuck me over or whatever. I think to some degree, yes. I feel like it's more so that nobody ever wants to look bad so they make sure that they cover every single basis like every single inch and corner that you can ever think of yeah and that's what they do i think it's more on that at least that's the sense that i get yeah. because everything is so detailed across the board especially within our association like we cannot make mistakes and if there is something that we've already like put out and there's like the period in the wrong place like it's like the world is ending and we have to get on it right away because we can't look bad, you know? What I hate is when, like, the period's in the wrong place and the, there's this whole process of just, like, bro, just move it. Like, it, like you know, they write you an email and this and that. Like, just move it. Like, yeah, Christ, dude. Like, I, I've had those. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. like, this needs to, okay, then change it. I don't know. <laughs> like, what it we is going so to? funny, though, because I've been in other positions where 
it's like I'm that person that I'm just like you made a mistake here like like how did you not notice this you know I think sometimes you need those people like you know Mm -hmm. like you do need those people yeah and then I'll but I try to be nice about it I I don't know if it's because I think it I don't think it's my place or like I really don't know what it is but if I see a mistake sometimes I'll be like is that supposed to be there? Like, I saw it, but I'm not sure. Like, I tiptoe around it, you know? Here, why you, at least. Why do you think that is, though? Like, because I'm, I'm, I'm getting the feeling, like, maybe you're, like, I don't know, if it, a little imposter syndrome, no? or I think so, honestly, because, like I was saying, like, I work with, like, all these very highly educated people, lawyers, like, presidents, and it's just, like, but you wear your hoops. I do. I have. I actually did one day. <laughs> I kid you not. I was wearing my hoops and they were big hoops too, but everything else was professional. Well, and the hoops some, could be professional. AOC wore them to the But Congress. somebody, that was before AOC and they were like. Oh, oh you were trendsetter then. Maybe she copied you. You're out in DC. <laughs> right? You are out in DC. Right. And I was just, somebody did point it out. They're like, oh, like, that's interesting. I'm like, what is, you know? They're like, oh, your earrings. I don't think I've ever seen you wear anything like that. And I'm like, oh, that's because I normally don't in the workspace. I'm like, but I think I like how I look. So I'm like, is there an issue? I'm like, I didn't see anything like in the dress code. They're like, oh, no, no, no. Like, it's just, I just, I've never seen you like that. And I'm like, I felt so awkward because, I mean, you know me, I'm usually a pretty vocal person. But in this space, even just in DC in general, I'm just like, oh my gosh, like, I feel like I have to tiptoe or just so I don't come off too aggressive for a lack of better word or too spicy, you know, too spicy, <laughs> you, a spicy Latina. <laughs> wow. What is going on in the East Coast? There's, right. And the thing is, there are there is a good number of Latinos out here, but oh, I'm sure there are a though, lot of Mexicans. It? Yeah, it's more diverse, like within the Latino spectrum. There's like. It is. There's a lot of Salvadorians, a lot of Salvadorians, Dominicans, but Mexicans, you really don't have many. (laughs) It's funny because a few Mexicans that I have come across and that I'm pretty close to, they're from San Diego and they went to UCSD. (laughs) We all ended up over here. (laughs) I actually have two friends that we ended up meeting out here through like, uh, actually it was through Lambdas. They were like friends of Lambdas and they connected us. So, and we all live like within maybe 20, 30 minutes of each other. And yeah. I'm like, dude, we lived in San Diego, went to the same school for so long. And I didn't see until like we moved across the country, you know? Yeah. But those, that's like my little piece of home, you know, like that's my little Mexico for me. <laughs> really? Little Mexico. It is. And that's it's dope, funny though. because I was telling somebody like, for me, I've never been one to be like, yes, I'm Mexican. Yes, I'm Latina. You know, I've never been one of those. And over here, I feel like that comes out in me and I don't even realize it. Like I am like out there saying like whenever I can get a chance. Yes, I'm Mexican, you know, like never in my life have I owned a Mexican flag. (laughs) This is what I have on my desk. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's like little things like that. Well, I think it's. I, I I don't know why I, I keep going back to I feel like that imposter syndrome because I feel like sometimes, at least for me, like say when you're old, when, when you go into like so I was talking about it yesterday with my buddy about like that imposter syndrome when I used to go to like Vegas to conferences and there's like 
20,000 people all from my industry. And it's like, I'm like the only Mexican in the fucking room. Like, I'm like, damn, like, it's hard. Mm -hmm. I mean, I get, I'm not, I don't use it as an excuse. I try not to use it as a crutch. Like, oh, it's because I'm Mexican that they don't, but it's mm -hmm. hard not to notice. I'm like, I haven't seen another Mexican besides like, you know, <laughs> like, mm -hmm. my, my boss <laughs> that I went with, like, you know what I mean? And like, it's, sometimes you got to think like, maybe it affects us. We, what can we do? We can't really do mm -hmm. anything about it. But it's definitely noticeable, you know, mm -hmm. and then you try to, like you said, I, I don't know if at, well, at some point you try to fit in, but at another point you kind of like, you know what, I need to embrace this or I need to, you know what yeah. I mean? That's, I feel like that's where you are, where you're like, mm -hmm. where you're like, I don't see it enough to where like maybe when you were like in, in Orange County, you didn't have to embrace it as much because it was just your life it everywhere was it was everywhere you know? you know everybody was mexican and then you didn't need to have a mexican flag because somebody else had it and now you're like <laughs> shit like it's not anywhere like i don't i don't see any kind of yeah it's those little those little things that kind of and my thing too is like a lot of people can't tell like my ethnicity when they see me you know and before like i never really thought too much about it I would laugh about it you know especially because I was surrounded by a lot of Latinos yeah at least when I was back home like Southern California now that I'm here if people people take it as a game trying to guess like where I'm from and now I've realized that I've become more sensitive to it like I still don't like I'm not combative about it but I'm just kind of like dude are you serious like have you never seen anybody that looks like me you what know? the fuck you mean where I'm from homie <laughs> exactly and from? then i kid you not i think it was like the first few months that i was here i was walking down the street with uh britannia actually and there was this guy older gentleman with like a whole bunch of dogs and he's like uh he's filipino like you can tell right away and i'm like oh i'm like you have such beautiful dogs i'm like can i pet them and he's like yes and then he starts talking to me in tagalog and i'm like <laughs> I'm like, I am so sorry. I'm like, I don't speak Tagalog. He's like, how can you not? I'm like, I'm not Filipino. <laughs> like, that's why. He's like, but you look just like my daughter. You look just like my daughter. And I'm like, yeah, but I get those. So like with that, I'm fine. But there's other people that, I don't know. It's just like a whole different thing. So I feel like even more so now I'm like, no, like I'm Mexican. That's what I, and I don't even say I'm Latino. I'm like, I'm Mexican, you know? <laughs> Latin X. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a whole nother term that I'm. Yeah. <laughs> I am Latina. That's what I feel comfortable with, you know. <laughs> yeah, my brother had a had a funny story with the Filipino. Um, my brother is like so. My brother's like an inch or an inch and a half taller than me, so he's mm -hmm. like still even taller. Um, so I mean, for him to be Filipino would be very rare. But he used to have this job, and this this guy was like, "Oh, you you Filipino," and then he was like, he was like, "Oh no, I'm 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 not I'm not Filipino," and then the guy was like, "You mom and dad Filipino? <laughs> How could I not be?" And then they are. Like, you know what I mean? Well, you Filipino. know, it's funny because like the people that I actually like, and I'm like, they're not. I don't feel uncomfortable talking to about this kind of stuff. Um, I show them pictures of my family. I mean, you know, Mark, you know, you could swear he's Filipino, you know, I'll, my guess, grandpa, yeah. my grandpa looks Filipino. Some of my cousins do. And I show them pictures. I'm like, I can see where you guys think this because 
a few of us do and they're like you have to be like there has to be something in there and I'm like there isn't I'm like I took the whole 23 and well, there is because, of the, because of the Spanish that's where we that's where we meet well the, yeah the, that's true you know but a lot of people think it's like no like direct from the Philippines you like and I'm like no I'm like but I, I can just tell them you're related to Manny Pacquiao <laughs> right that's my deal <laughs> yeah. Pac-Man number one Mm -hmm. but it's interesting honestly i feel i don't no i was gonna say i don't get different ethnicities much but i've definitely gotten middle eastern (laughs) i could see that i got (laughs) hey but one time i got hooked up with like some shawarma (laughs) the dude hooked me up i was like all right cool well me too where where did where was i i went to i think it was in seattle i was like the little market and they had i don't even know what the fruit it was but it was like i guess a really big in the philippines and they were selling that there and i'm like what is that and we started chit chatting and the whole conversation about me looking filipino came up and he was just giving me like free fruit <laughs> i was like okay I'm like thanks yeah. you know <laughs> i still yeah. don't know what it is but it was really good <laughs> and they start handing you shit mm-hmm. i'm like sure i want of you too <laughs> i remember the first time i ate a fig just like a straight up fig and I didn't know what it was it was a, have you ever eaten a fig? I don't think so. <laughs> no. I, I don't what know. What is it in Spanish? Time. I don't know. What is it? Fig? I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they're like slimy. They're like little things and they're Ooh. slimy. But they're good, but they're like they're like they're kind of slimy. And I remember I remember that being like a oh man, they're like, eat it, it's good. You know, and some it was an older person too, you know. And they, you know, an older person's like, you got to eat it. You're like, oh, mm. fuck. Uh, and then, you you know, but I didn't know I what it was. do it with the smile. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know what it was. I was like, fuck, this mm-hmm. could be bad. Once you get, I don't know what it is. Once you get older, I don't know if you appreciate flavors more or like mm. you don't appreciate it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, I don't know. Like you, you eat certain things more, more prevalent, like, like that. Something like, oh, I eat pigs and. I, I don't think I'm at that point yet. <laughs> Yeah, well, you're not older. I'm talking about this is like a sixty-something-year-old. You know, yeah. you think you're all old now or what? Oh yeah, I don't even know. No, actually, for the first time in my life, I'm embracing my age. Like I was a person. As soon as I turned eighteen, I started freaking out about getting old. Eighteen. Honestly, my first thing was like, I'm 18, I'm legal, like, if I get in trouble, like, I could go to jail. I've never in my life have gotten in trouble, but those were my first thoughts. But what does that mean? What does gotten in trouble mean? Well, I mean, like, I don't know, like, see, I didn't even think it through. I just thought that I could go to jail at this point, (laughs) you know? Straight to jail. Straight to jail. And this is coming from a person. Wear hoop earrings to, (laughs) wear hoop earrings to event, straight to jail. Right. And literally every year since then, like, I would always be like, oh, damn, like, I'm getting older. Damn. Like, what the hell? You see a cop, and- you get all nervous? or what? <laughs> yeah. I do. And I'm like, I'm I want to go to jail. Even- <laughs> They're looking for me. And then this, what, 2020, I turned 30. And I'm like, heck no. I'm like, I'm 30. I'm like, that's a big deal, blah, blah, blah. But I think it also had a lot to do with the fact that I had just finished, like, my master's a year before. Like, I moved out here. I got my own place for the first time ever so i think that had a lot to do with the fact that like hell yeah i did all of this before 30 you know yeah which i know everybody has their own timeline but for me that was a big deal <laughs> yeah i think that's a it's good like right to set those goals but sometimes it can be a slippery slope we're like well you can set your goals but don't compare yourself right yeah 
once you start comparing yourself like oh my friends got this and i don't have this and i don't have that it's like well you're going down mm -hmm. a completely different path you know yeah and i did catch myself doing that but i feel it's like it's hard it's hard as soon as i started to feel like that it'd be like my mom and mark you were there to like center me right away they're like no like you're doing this you're doing that you know like that is a huge deal yeah and it's kind of weird that you have to hear it from other people you know even because even because for me i feel like how can i not realize this you know i'm like the one doing all of this but i need somebody else to like point out point it out to me what i'm actually doing yeah so well, and i still I, get like that sometimes well i think it's also like you also don't have to it doesn't have to be a big deal you know what mm -hmm. i mean you don't have to be this you don't have to be aoc either like mm -hmm. to to be to be like worthy and just to be you know what i mean just yeah. just just to be happy to exist like you know what i mean mm -hmm. that's that's what's gonna matter like you know what, what you did or whatever nobody's gonna be you know it's mm -hmm. just what you do today and then like what you what impact you make in the lives of other people you know mm -hmm. what i mean it doesn't have to be you know yeah that's it i never really thought about it like that i feel like i'm more like no this was this is what needs to get done like i need to make these people proud like whoever that may be and like those have been like my check items that i have to complete you know okay so, well but but then that that leaves you then sometimes that leaves you in a difficult position right because because at least for me when i was in when i was in la i was doing stand-up comedy right and uh my dad passed away in that time and it was like i was still living out there i didn't move mm -hmm. back right away you know i eventually ended up moving back to san diego but when that happened i was like oh fucking boss of the wall like i'm gonna make this shit happen like i'm gonna make my dad proud because it couldn't and he's mm -hmm. gone and blah blah and i was just like going and it was just like wait a minute like what am i doing like i need to slow down i need to take care of myself mm -hmm. like do i really want to do this what do i really like about it what and so then i really analyzed instead of just making it of like oh he's gone i got i got to fucking push and i got mm -hmm. i have to make him proud instead of like wait am i doing this for him to just to be like oh like you know i did it and look at me i have significance and i'm this you know person well you know for me it was a little bit different because my dad passed away the winter break of my senior year of high school mm -hmm. so at that point i still remember um i had already submitted most of my applications but the private ones weren't due yet and my dad passed away a day after his birthday then it was literally like the start of the winter break and like obviously like i was dealing with that and um at some point during the break i realized that i had missed the deadline to apply for usc and I'm like freaking out. Like, I'm like, how could I forget this? Like, I was so hard on myself. I'm like, I'm so dumb. Like, how could I forget this? So like I emailed my my high school counselor and I was super close to her. I'm like, this and this happened. I'm like, my dad passed away. Like, I'm helping out with the arrangements and I forgot like the deadline, blah, blah, blah. And she calls me. She's like, are you okay? I'm like, no, like I missed this deadline, you know? She's like, I mean, like about your dad, like you and your family. And I'm like, oh like yeah you know like i'm okay you know i'm like as okay as you can be in a situation like this you know point is she like helped me like get my application in and all of that like they took it in i didn't get in <laughs> but they accepted my application but like after she, that she said i got in but i didn't want to go i, wanted, I didn't want to be a trojan <laughs> i wanted to be a triton right exactly hey i will say i did get into berkeley and i still decided on san diego so well, i'm yeah, very you, proud of <laughs> you don't want to be a bear 
Exactly. I wanted to be a Triton. Yeah. <laughs> but my whole mentality after that was just like, I am not going to let my dad's passing define me. Like, because I feel like everybody was just like, oh, are you okay? And I feel like they pitied me and they felt sorry for me, you know, because yeah. now I just have one parent, like, what am I going to do, you know? So for me, that was a driving force. Like, you know, I'm going to do this. And honestly, it was to the point where like, I mean, I was finishing off my senior year of high school and my teachers, even the principal was worried. They were like, what are you doing? Like, you need to slow down. Like, you have not taken up any of the resources that we've offered. Like, you're acting like as if nothing happened, you know? And I was like, no, no, like, I'm fine. I'm fine. You know, like, my whole goal was like, get out of Santa Ana, like, go to San Diego, do all of this. And I kid you not, there was one day I was in the middle of my, I think it was government class everything was fine and out of nowhere like I just started like bawling like I don't feel like anything triggered it and everybody's just like looking at me like my teacher like I I don't think I think the trigger was an overflow of like suppression you know yeah so I literally just like I walk outside I don't even say anything and I'm just like still beating myself up like what is wrong with you like you're you're so fucking weak what are you crying about like honestly like that was my mentality i'm like what is wrong with you like you're crying in front of like all these people blah 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 (laughs) right i hate to laugh but that's what i was thinking honestly you know well yeah but it's that's what i'm saying like when you think about like those feelings or whatever and then thinking back on it what was actually going through your mind is, well, it's so embarrassing. I can't cry in front mm-hmm. of these people or whatever. But it's just like, fuck that. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, it's just like, like my dad cares? is honestly like my best friend. Like, I was closer to my dad than I was to my mom, you know? Yeah. So for him to like go like that. And then not only that, he passed away. His birthday is December 15th. He passed away on the 16th. That's my mom's birthday. Oh, really? Yeah. And then my parents' wedding anniversary is December 23rd. And then we yeah. laid him to rest on Christmas Eve, you know? So yeah. It was just like, I feel like for me, it was just like trying to get through each day. And then like afterwards, I was just like, oh, shoot, you know? But I mean, that's something that I still deal with. Like, like I told you the other day or like we were talking about, like, it's not something that ever like gets easier. You know, you just know how to handle it like on a day to day basis. You yeah, you know? find, you, I mean, hopefully you find healthy ways to cope. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which now I have. <laughs> Yeah. I, I cry when I feel like crying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go. Th- that's what I'm saying. Because or else you're just gonna you're gonna end up crying at a random spot. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like at least, well, and and sometimes it's like it, you you feel it. You know, I think mm-hmm. this. Uh, like for me, this last year, um, I had a really I had a really good day. Like on my dad's anniversary, like mm-hmm. I had a really like it's just a really good day. Like I was like I, I had my friends. I think. I think Danny was here or something and we even went like kayaking or something. He was here for the weekend. And, but that actual day, I don't even think I told him, obviously I'm not like, Oh, today's, you know, mm-hmm. you know, just hanging out. It was a really good day. And then like, pro- it was probably like, I don't know, nine 30 mm-hmm. or something. I was driving home and I don't know if some Vicente Fernandez came on or something. It was like, Vicente Fernandez was like my dad's favorite. Mm-hmm. And I just felt it. Like, I felt like that little, like you said, like that little, like, bing, like, like oh mm-hmm. fuck. Like, you know, that, that little knot in your throat. And then I was like, I was like, you know what? Like, I just like, fuck it, you know? And so I just let it come in. And it was mm-hmm. probably like, you know, a couple minutes. And right after I was like, I'm good. And I was, I was like, you know what? I had a really mm-hmm. good day and, you know, yeah. I'm good. But I also was like, I was willing to like, get it, go there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just like, all right, fuck it. Instead of being like, nope, 
no, no, no. You know what I mean? Like that doesn't, I, I don't know. I just don't feel like it makes me any stronger to like hold it in. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, you're so strong. It's like, no, nah, it's like you're, you're, I feel like it makes you weaker because you're not willing to show, like you're trying to, you know, you're trying to show this hard exterior that doesn't have feelings and doesn't, it's like, well, yeah, I have feelings, but I don't, I'm not going to show them to people. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? It's just like, oh, fuck you. Like the people that we most usually admire or like when you see like these movies or whatever are like mm -hmm. when they're, when they're vulnerable, right? When they're at their most vulnerable, like, mm -hmm. fuck, they put themselves out there. Like, and you're like, fuck, he's brave. Like, even if it's like a, you know, like if it's a war movie or something, he's scared as shit. And then they go, ah, you know what I mean? They're like, fuck it. Like, because they're like, <laughs> yeah. I'm scared, but I'm going to, I'm going to keep going instead mm -hmm. of like, I'm going to run away. I'm going to like, mm -hmm. so like the comparison would be run away from these, these feelings. You know what I mean? You watch these movies, like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like the notebook or something, you know, <laughs> something like favorites? that. Yeah. There's, <laughs> you know, it's until you're like, allow mm -hmm. yourself to kind of be open. Yeah. I, I actually, actually the, Notebook's probably a bad, bad, bad uh, example. I don't, I don't really know it. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, you watch like you know people that you admire, like uh, that when they put themselves on, you know, in a risky position, even like a like an athlete or something like that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, oh shit, he's like we were talking, we're talking about Kobe because Kobe just passed away. It's like even though Kobe was so good, there were so many times that Kobe would shoot that fucking ball and miss. Yeah, and he had to put himself in that position to be like, I'm gonna shoot it. And I'm gonna shoot it again and miss again, and I'm gonna shoot it again and miss again. And then, but that one that I needed, fuck, I finally made it, you know. And so yeah. it's like just keep keep going with that. And yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like I don't need, I don't want to like make people like, oh, you should feel this and and feel it the way that I feel it. But mm -hmm. at least at, at least like don't run from it, you know. Well, what I that mean? was an issue for me, like when it first happened, like and when it first happened, and then a few years after, like some of like my older family members would be like we don't even see you cry like about your dad or over your dad blah 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 you know and for me I think it wasn't that I wanted to look strong I think for me it's just more like it goes back to like I didn't want anybody to feel sorry for me you know yeah and my dad like he was a talker that's where I get it from so he knew like all of Santa Ana you know so everybody knew yeah. so as much as I appreciate it now everybody would be checking up on us like are you okay yeah. do you need this and i feel like I, we were being so coddled i'm like that's never happened in my life for people to be like that so for me it was just so uncomfortable for them to do that now that i was just like I'm yeah for you to this. accept it was difficult you mm -hmm. know but i mean it's coming from a good place you know yeah. what i mean and you're just kind of like ah leave me alone you know yeah. and that's how i was now i'm just i embrace it like I like I talk about my dad all the time, you know, and I don't get like as choked up as I did before. Sometimes I don't even get choked up at all. But like I like to talk not only about the good stuff, but like he was on a perfect man, you know, so I, I like to talk about everything. And I feel like yeah. that still keeps him like alive in my memory, because that is one of my biggest fears that I forget, like how he was, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's um, it, it like you said, it sometimes like I would, I tell stories like right now, you know, I talk about my dad or whatever. It's, I feel like it's more of a, I don't know if it's a society thing that you're like, Oh, I should be sad about this. Or you tell somebody, Oh yeah, I lost my dad, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. I think now it's been seven years and, and you know, you get the view. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, you don't like how do you react when people tell this, you that? You know I mean? Like I get, a I lot know, of I'm like, kind oh, of a, I would say I'm sometimes my like, 
my defense mechanism comes out, you know, where I like, I, I either joke or I make fun of it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, or they'll be like, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, Oh, it wasn't your fault. Like, <laughs> like, you know, like, you know, like, it was, yeah, yeah, you fucking better be. <laughs> like for me, I feel so awkward. I'm just like, okay. Like, I don't even say thank you. I'm like, okay. Here's the thing though. I feel like that's more their shit too. You know, mm -hmm. like they want to, I'm, I'm really bad sometimes at like, you know, mm. like sometimes just because like, I've gotten better at like expressing and, and being uh, supportive to like when people when there's big emotions or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. just be like oh, it's not. And I'll, I'll just because usually I'll 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 give advice or something. And then but some people don't want advice and some people, you know what I mean? They're like, oh, yeah. hey, you know, like. You know, when they say, like, oh, someone's telling you a story, you don't have to tell your story of how you relate. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But some people like that. Some people do want that. Some people do want, like, oh, fuck, I'm not alone. Yeah. You know I mean? Like, I thought I was alone in these feelings, and I thought I was tripping. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But, like, oh, there's other people that feel this way, and, you know, it's, it's a, they found a way. You know what yeah. I mean? They found a way to kind of to, to get through it. So, I mean, mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't know. I feel it depends. Like, and everybody goes through it the, the different ways. I just remember like at my dad's funeral or something that I think we were walking with um, my dad's ashes and like one of his friends just like stopped us and he like, he touched the box and I was just, I don't know why I was like, hey, get out of here. Like, what are you doing? Weirdo. Like, I don't know. But that was like his thing. Like he wanted, you know what I mean? Yeah. And to him, it meant something. But to me, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing that? Mm -hmm. Obviously in that moment, you know? Yeah. But yeah, it's like, oh, I gotta be strong. And, yeah, I don't have to, you know, I, I personally, I, I'm, a, I'm a very social person. So even though it was a sad moment, I was like, oh, my cousins are here. Like, you know what I mean? My aunt's here and like, you know. It's sad, but I mean, at least it, I had the same thing. I'm like, so many people that I hadn't seen in forever were like, were right there, you know. And for me, I remember like the day of the funeral, like we were all at the <laughs> At like the cemetery and like after the ceremony like my family wanted to take a picture like my whole family and i'm like should i smile should i not like i don't know what kind of picture you take at a cemetery like right after a funeral you know yeah but for me i still remember like i still love the fact that it was so many of my family members there that i hadn't seen in a while yeah no and that's i mean like you like you said it's like uh you feel like you have to be sadder or something, or, mm -hmm. you know, I thought I'd be sadder. I thought, you know, I, I see this and it, because you watch movies and people are like, yeah. and that's the thing. So there was somebody, um, this is like a, I don't even know their family family. They're like those, like, yeah, some primos, you know, but this woman was at my dad's funeral. You, I thought you said you did 23 and me. <laughs> well, like, we just act like everybody's our family, but she is like novella status. <laughs> no, she's like novella status. Like, oh my gosh, and I'm like, dude, I'm like, you didn't even interact with my dad like that. I'm like, unless there's something that I didn't know, you know. But it was one of those that she's known to like at every funeral, no matter how close or not close she is. Like, she's like the novella crier, and I'm just mm -hmm. that. I remember annoyed me so much. I was just like. I'm gonna walk away before I say something because I'm not gonna say anything nice right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think so. it could go. Some people are like they want, you know, the attention, but also some people are like that's how they, that's how they get that shit out, or they, you know, or or they like creating problems for themselves. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You're making it a 
bigger thing so you, like people can be like it's being like you know yeah and i honestly i feel like that's that was the case in that situation like so it's just like okay and ask me how many times i've seen her since then i probably like two or three times <laughs> yeah but then you, you know. see the other people that are like i'm fine and mm-hmm. you can just you could just tell that shit's fucking eating them up yeah and i'm like dude let's Let's do something like, no, this is, this is my, this is how I fucking deal with shit. And it's not always the healthiest way to deal with shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like your Mm -hmm. process, like I have, I've had to like, you know, like what happened to me, like the first, right after he passed away, I don't think I slept for like a few days, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I always hear about people like, you know, like, you know, yeah, fuck it. Like, look at me. I'm not sleeping. This hurts so much. This hurts so much. Until, like, it literally fucking hurt. Like, my head felt like somebody literally put, like, an ice pick in it. Mm-hmm. Like, it, my, I got a headache that was so bad. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? Like, why do I need to be, like, I don't need to be, like, sad. Like, super duper sad. Yeah. Like, I need to take care of myself. I'm still here. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I need to take care of myself. You know, and yeah. what, in mean, my health. And, you know, like, I need to get, my whole thing was, like, um, my dad was, was sick growing up. He was always sick. I was always having to take care of him and stuff. And so it's like the the love and the things that you do for other people, especially when you have to take care of somebody, you have time you don't do it for yourself. So it's like all the stuff yeah. that you do for somebody else, you took care of them, wanted them to be healthy. And then it's like, well, now you're not healthy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you're not sleeping, you're not eating, you're like, you know, you're doing this whole thing. And that's what happened with me too. So with my mom, like I was so worried about her and my brothers. And I was always like, make sure you're eating, make sure you're doing this. And I didn't realize that I hadn't been eating until <laughs> like one of my friends pointed out, like, dude, like you've lost so much weight, you know? And I'm just like, well, that's not good, you know, because I'm not doing anything to lose weight. And I didn't see, I didn't really believe them until I saw a picture. And I was just like, oh, like that's not normally how I look, you know? Yeah. So it was definitely an experience that. Yeah, and I think sometimes things like that can push you into, into like a depression. And mm-hmm. I think that 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 there's needs to be um, a differentiation, right? Because some people <clears throat> feel sad, and then they 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 have they have the capabilities to cope. Other people do go into a depression, and and then maybe some of that sadness goes away, but that depression is still there because it's untreated. Mm-hmm. And so then you think, well, yeah, that was. I went through depression, you know what I mean? But like my, in my work, as far as like mental health and and everybody that I've talked to and they're like, sorry, but you don't go through depression. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. and I've never said that because I might have more of like an anxiety issue that, you know, Mm -hmm. but um, it's like, you can't like just be like, oh yeah. Like I I had depression for a couple weeks. Like, no, that's, you were sad for a couple weeks. But if you have depression, it, it fucking, it makes you do this. It makes you, you know, overanalyze things. It makes you want to find perfect situations. It makes you, you know what I mean? Like, because you're like, oh, like, look, this is going to make me sad or this is wrong or this is going to fuck me up because it's not the right situation or whatever it may be. Yeah. So you overanalyze shit and you like, you're, you're, de- you're depressed because you're not treating that. You know what I mean? But isn't there like a thing such as like seasonal depression, you know, I've heard that. That well, really obviously, is. like your environment and stuff like that. That's mm-hmm. what, you know, like, I mean, <laughs> right now I feel like we have a, a year long seasonal depression because it's a, that's something that. But then, like, you take it into account, you're like, fuck, well, everybody's at home. Mm-hmm. But still so you tough, know what, you know, for me, like, honestly, 
when the pandemic first happened, I don't want to say that it was a depression or what, but who I was, like, was no longer there. Like, we started working from home, like, mid-March, and I haven't gone back to the office since. Yeah. But I was going through some, like, ridding my life of some, like, toxic friendships at the time, and then this whole uh, pandemic came on. I was working from home, you know, and I, this is the first time living by myself. So I was, like, by myself. And I had never realized that I had never been by myself like that. I don't know. You got (laughs) candles and a plant. So I'm proud of you. You know, you're doing it. Well, yeah, but what I'm saying, like, honestly, like, it got to the point where, like, I was crying every single day for, like, I want to say was close to two months. It got to the point where I was like, I don't even care, like, I don't care if I lose my job. Like, I'm going home. I bought a flight home. Oh, like you you were homesick? Yeah. I don't know what it was. I think it was everything, you know. Everything was just like, and I never Well, it was an overwhelming change, maybe. Just Mm -hmm. like, you know. And And I didn't realize. Happy for it, excited. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't realize how much of a social person I am or how much human interaction I need until then. You know, at first I was like, oh, like, no big deal. But then, like, I'm going through, like, this toxic friendship, trying to get rid of, like, cut that. And then I'm going through, like, adjusting to being at home by myself 24-7. And it was just, like, accumulated. And it it was, like, yeah. this anxiety that I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop crying. And my me and my mom talk every day. So I didn't want to talk to her because I didn't want her to hear it in my voice, you know, for her to be worried. But it literally got to the point where I was just like, I bought my flight home. And I told yeah. my work, like, I'm going home. Like, I can work from that. I didn't even ask for permission. And they were like, okay, you know. So I was adamant. And my flight, I think, was the next day. And then my boss was talking to me. And she was like, okay, well, it's completely up to you, you know, but is this really like the best thing for you to do considering what you're feeling? Are you going to, you're not asking for time off and you're not taking time off, you know? So in my mind, I took it as like, is she threatening my job? Like, am I not going to have a job? You know, even though she never said that, so I turned into that. But honestly, like I've been blessed with really great bosses. And she asked me, she like, if she could refer like these resources to me and she set up like she set it up so I can like go see a therapist and do all of this you know and she was like if you need to go home like go home she's like but I honestly personally I don't think that's the best thing for you right now especially because it was like when everything was crazy we really didn't know anything you know yeah so I calmed down my mom like calmed me down and I was like okay like I'll stay here like I started to see the therapist and like I mean I still see her and I'm just like I felt so much better but that's what she also told me she's like you she like just from the first even when I saw you in the beginning she's like it just seems like you're a very social person and you like thrive off people's energies and that's how you work I'm like yeah I'm like but I never realized to what degree I do that, you know, until now. Now I've gotten more used to it. I can kind of, I want to say I can function properly now, you know, but I still have my moment. Well, there's nothing wrong with it. I think that obviously the adjustment for you was, was hard. And, and like you said, cutting off toxic people and people in your life that, that weren't good. But then sometimes some of those toxic people are the ones who are constantly in communication with you. You know, mm-hmm. and so like you're saying, like I'm a social person, and sometimes the, the fact that you're you're trying to create interactions, you're like, well, fuck it, this is still an interaction, 
even though it's you know it's it's like mm-hmm. uh it's like generating drama just just for just to get attention kind of like the lady at the funeral like ah yeah you know but it's like yeah like you're but i wonder and, and obviously this uh, you know hindsight's 2020 but i wonder if like at the beginning of that you talked to your mom mm-hmm. and you did say hey i'm i'm fucking i'm scared and i'm you know i'm i'm really I'm really sad, you know, and then mm-hmm. she's like, oh, like, it's okay. Like, you know, and, and you know what I mean? Like, and if you, the progression of it is that I feel like it was more like every, and then it also became a routine too. Mm-hmm. fell into the routine instead of like, okay, let me try to do something. Let me try to read some stuff. Let me, you were just kind of mm-hmm. like, I know I'm going to get sad. Oh, it's seven. Oh, here it comes. It you was. Know? You just condition your brain. It's like that Pavlov, you know, mm-hmm. like conditioning your brain. I need to be sad right now. You know? Yeah. I feel like that's what it was because it was one of those things where like, like I said, I was crying all the time. And then like, before I knew it, I was like, oh, like I haven't been crying, you know? And that thought popped into my head and I was and like- And then you're like, was- <laughs> yeah. Like, I need to cry. Like, wait, why? Yeah, so why at that point, honestly, I was like, you know what? Like, no, like I've always been a person that if you like how you look, you're going to feel better. So I was like, I push myself to like do my hair, do my makeup. I would just like go, I live by like a pond. So like, I would like go walk over there and do that. And that honestly, like it made me feel so much better. Like sometimes there were days where I wouldn't even go out, but you would see me like, well, you couldn't see me, but I would be doing my hair and my makeup, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, that just, that little thing like made me feel so much better. But yeah, like now I've, like I started working out again, doing things to keep me busy so I don't fall back into that, you know? And I mean, I feel like things have changed throughout the pandemic. It's not as, I don't, we're not as shut in as we should be. Like we were in the beginning, you know, where nobody was going out, like now. Yeah. If I want to go out to a restaurant, I can do that. They're doing like, social distancing doing like whatever they need to do you know but so like outdoors is fairly like they're not confirming too many cases from outdoors it's from people being indoors mm-hmm. and you know what i mean and being in for a prolonged amount of time so it seems to me that outdoors is fairly safe i think that to some extent i don't i do like going to, you know to things and like i i miss like going to like uh like jazz nights and watching music and stuff like that but like big fucking events, like, uh, you know what I mean? Or like, mm-hmm. it's just, it's not that big of a deal. Usually on a regular week, I'm just at the fucking office. I'd go to the gym, mm-hmm. you know, and go home, cook, grocery store, and then kind of do it over, over again. So it wasn't like a big social thing, you know what I mean? Or like, I don't know. It, it wasn't a huge change for me. It was, you know what I mean? And then you kind of start, like you said, appreciating some of those things. And then mm-hmm. thinking of the things that you used to do or the people you used to talk to. And why you talked to him? We were just talking about this. I think yesterday, my buddy of like, man, there was people that maybe I hung out with just because they were like, you know, I maybe I got off work and they were down the street from my office and oh, let's go grab a drink. All right, fuck it, mm-hmm. you know. But now they're not like texting me like, hey, how's everything? Mm-hmm. It was more like, well, yeah, I used to work by you, and yeah. so like, hey, that's my friend that I know, and sometimes that's fine, you know. Sometimes mm-hmm. that's fine. It's just like 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 you're in you're in the East Coast. You probably wouldn't hang with those people if you were like on the west coast because it's just like yeah. oh well they're here you know and it's, there's nothing bad of like oh this is convenient well yeah yeah you know i will say like friendships now like in this like era of pandemic are more intentional 
And for me, like, it was already starting to be like communication too, right? Yes. Because since I moved out here, that was one of my biggest fears. I was like, oh my gosh, like, I'm really going to find out who my real friends were instead of just like my party friends or like my superficial friends, you know? So that was really a big thing because I mean, like, I'm really close to like, you know, the girls, like it's six I don't know, of I'm us. I'm just imagining you just like messaging people. Yo, fake ass. I knew you were going to be one of the fake ones. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you know what? I was actually, I did get upset at one of the girls right before I left because I made it a point, like, you know, these are the girls that I'm always hanging out with. Like we've gone through everything together, like in the last like five to like seven years, you know? And so I made it a point to see everybody before I left. And there was one in particular, I'm not going to say her name, <laughs> but that she just didn't show up to like this little, like, I think we went to, it's the wing place by state. I Dirty don't remember. Birds? Yeah, yeah, Dirty Birds. Or wings and things. No, Dirty Birds. Yeah. So we went there and she didn't show up, didn't even say anything. So I'm in my feelings like, are you kidding me? Like I'm moving like almost 3,000 miles How away. fucking dare you? I really was feeling like that and I was so upset and I was telling her at first I was like kind of joking about it I was like you know what like I feel like I don't need her blah 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 like but I was like trying to be funny about it but I was actually really hurt and I was like yeah oh my gosh like this is like one of the girls that like we would randomly call each other when we were going through something it wasn't just that we would go out and party together you know so I guess some of the other girls told her like how I was feeling so she called me on the because I drove out here to Maryland. I drove from San Diego to Maryland. So she called me on the way and I didn't pick up because I was driving. And then I text her. I'm like, hey, you know what? Like, I'm driving right now and I am upset, you know, so like, let me get back to you. Like, once I get to Maryland, like I can like get settled down and everything. And in my head, I was. So why thinking, did you do that? Why did you do that? Was it like, was it because you wanted like, tell like, her hey, that I was upset? Yes, tell her that you were upset, but also like I I can't do this right now. Like, was it more of like a this is gonna put me over the edge, or was it like, no, you need to wait because I'm gonna make you wait? Or what? Do you, no, like, neither one of those because I was still driving. Mm-hmm. I was like driving cross country, so I didn't have, and I was on a schedule. Like, I was literally driving like 10, 12 hours a day, getting to a hotel. How long does it speaking. take? Well, for me, it took me three and a half days. I left on a Monday morning and I got here on a Thursday, like around noon or one. <laughs> I like how you said for me, <laughs> putting in all the like wrong turns you took in the wrong direction. <laughs> like it took me a little bit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was enjoying the views. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, but no, like for me, it was that I was driving. I was doing all of this and I wanted to pay attention to what I was going to say to her, you know. And I also didn't want her to think that I was ignoring her text messages, you know. So that was why I told her that. And then I don't remember how long after, like, we talked and I did tell her, like, I was upset, you know, because I do consider you, like, one of my best friends and this didn't happen, blah, blah, blah. We talked it through. And then that was the only situation I had. But, like, I'm, like, so happy that since then, like, yeah, like, we've we're all doing our own things, going separate ways. You know, some of us are married. Oh, some of them are married. <laughs> some of them have kids, you know. Um, and I can say that, like, those friendships that I thought I had are actually solid. You know, they were, I, I guess it got confirmed that they weren't just, like, my party friends, you know, like, my, yeah. like, accessible friends, you know. Yeah. Well, I think it's also... 
like it's what meant to you was like somebody showing up right and going mm -hmm. and like i i could be wrong i'm just more more of an example is is some people just aren't those type of people right or or they're having a rougher time than you are mm -hmm. they're like fuck she's leaving like and they're like they're avoidant you know so they're like i'm gonna avoid this until it's like, oh shit, she really did leave. And I didn't get to say goodbye. Oh, I feel yeah. so bad. It's like, yeah, you should have taken action. Like you should have done something. But to a lot of those times, you know, and that goes back to like, just like upbringing and shit like that to where like, they weren't, you know, they, they try to avoid those feelings, you know, like of like, mm -hmm. uh, like abandonment, you know, somebody I care about is leaving me. I'm going to just pretend I don't give a fuck about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's going to hurt less because when I, whenever I was a kid, whenever I had feelings, they were suppressed and then they told me feelings were bad. So I'm not going to have these feelings and I'm just going to be like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, she's a friend, and that's yeah, exactly kind of a friend, you know, mm -hmm. they and try to right. minimize it themselves so they don't feel as bad. So they try to mm -hmm. minimize it. Like, well, maybe we weren't, maybe we were just party friends and whatever. She's just leaving. They're just, I'm not going to go to Dirty Birds. They're just going to take shots. Who cares? Instead of mm -hmm. like, you don't have to do all that. She just wants you to go to see you one last mm -hmm. time. You know? And you know what? You're completely right because I nev never once did it cross my mind when I was in San Diego preparing to leave that like people would be feeling like that. Like, oh, like she's just leaving, you know, like this is somebody that's been like a major part of my life. And I honestly, not until like maybe a few months ago, I was talking to somebody about this about how one of my friends from San Diego like completely stopped talking to me. And I thought we were like super close, you know, and there's no explanation whatsoever. I reached out like, what's going on? Never heard from them, you know? And yeah. somebody pointed out, you know, like, well, maybe it's because of that, you know, you kind of like, this was your person that you were always with, you know, like they were helping you go through all these things. And then one day you just decide and tell them like, hey, I'm moving 3,000 miles away, you know, and for you, yeah, you're excited and happy, but for them, you're just like leaving them, you know, and you never acknowledge that. It's a big part of their, like, big part of their system or big part of their. Yeah. Group. And I was just like, oh, shoot, you know, so now I'm still like, oh, like, I want to reach out, but they've already made it clear that they don't want to talk to me, you know. So I don't know. Yeah, I like I mean, yesterday I had my buddy Dizzle on and like he recently moved to Marietta, which isn't mm. isn't far. But like before it would just be like like especially when I work downtown, like, hey, let's grab lunch. And me and him are good, like good friends on the fact that like we converse and we talk about like our goals and stuff like that to where like we would do that often. And now it's like, oh, damn, like, you know, and he has a family or anything. It's not like, you know, he's not like a because, like, you know, when you have like a single friend, they're like, yeah, just yeah. come, you know. And even then, I'd stop by his place and stuff like that, and just maybe, like, very minimal, like, oh, just you know, stop by for like twenty minutes or whatever, like, you know, with some friends, it's like that. You have that, like, yeah, just like those are good friends when you're like, let's just chill, like we don't have to do anything, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so now he's in Marietta, and now it's kind of like, oh, like I was up, like we had gone to Big Bear or something, and and like on my way back, like, hey, you're in Marietta now, like I'll stop by, but now it's like I have to make an effort. To like go it has to be intentional you know but still even before it was intentional but now it's like oh like it did feel like a little bit like ah dude don't leave like you know what i mean like it's gonna be harder you know what i mean or yeah you know but you still keep it going right now mm -hmm. it's just it's different it's not the same but there's also those people that are like oh shit i haven't talked to like what's his name you know mm -hmm. what i mean like and it's just like oh sometimes it's just life you know 
Mm-hmm. You know, so you have to take into account like certain things. Like, is there something I'm? Am I consciously like you know? Is there something that I'm doing that I don't want to talk to them? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Is it? Do I? Or like, I really want to talk to them, but no, they have. He has to message me. If he's not, why does he? Why doesn't he message me? Like, why doesn't he text mm-hmm. me? He never texts me. Why should I text him? It's like fuck that. Like, I was talking yeah. about it with my buddy Alberto. Like, it's a whole thing of like who can care the who can care the least. As opposed to like, oh, yeah, man, like, what's up? And then if they're like, oh, I'm busy or whatever. Cool. Hey, man, let, let, let's talk when you're not busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm I'm usually free on, you know, Fridays. Cool. Let's do that. You know, or whatever. You know, instead of just being like, well, fine then. You know? Well, I couldn't. And I used to be days. like that, actually. Yeah. I was like, if you're not texting me or if I didn't like how they responded to me. If, they, if I felt like the tone In a text was too, off. Right? Then, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like your tone is off. I'm like, what? I just said, yeah, yeah. cool. And the thing is, for me, like, I am very animated when I speak, and that's how I am in text messages, too, you know? So when somebody responds to me, like, two, three words, I'm just like, fine, then. You don't want to talk to me? That's cool. Now I'm like, okay, I need to relax because I've become more busy. So, like, I tend to text more like that unless, like, I have free time, you know? Then I'm back to my normal self. I'm like... Oh um, like this is where they were coming from. You or know, you they... have to like let it sit, right? Because I can't answer too fast. Mm. You know what <laughs> I mean? That part. Like, I'm like, what? Like, just answer it. Like, what the? You know what I mean? I don't want to look eager. Okay, <laughs> that's I was taking forever to answer you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're like, oh, well, I don't want to be the the number. I think you're number eight. Number eight. Mm. Oh, or, or did you want your new middle or whatever? Like, yeah. So can you postpone it? The, to be 11 oh 11 okay i'll put you <laughs> episode 11 please please we'll add it in there we'll skip it you know i don't get permission just kidding. I, i'll put you episode 11 it makes no difference to me i'll just be like oh, but episode it's gonna be seven and then 11 so it's seven, 11 and then <laughs> like she was being a diva so like we just gave her what she wanted <laughs> well, let's talk about let's talk about that because i i just i don't know if you saw on instagram i posted that that i don't know if you watched it the video of that the selena that, ones yes that's what i was saying oh my god i was dying oh was my dying. god and i'm wearing my selena shirt yeah see la reina and selena cup yes it's, i'm slightly upset or, or they, they sell it at starbucks no so one of my friends actually has her own business oh and she like does so, people do yeah like, yeah so she does like things like this so this was a gift for, my, from my friend her. has that one. I almost that exact one. The one where she like she's all like mad dogging. He has <laughs> it on his fucking like calf tattoo. Really? Yeah. No, I wouldn't do all that. But <laughs> do you I'm have any tattoos? I do actually. I have it on my back, my upper back. It's a, mm. uh, it's a crucifix, and it's in honor of my dad. Mm. So okay, and that's it. Yeah, it was supposed to be this small, but it came out like this big. Oh <laughs> so. really? Would you yeah. say that you're, I mean, you did say you worked with the Catholic Church, but would you say that you're religious or? I wouldn't consider myself religious. I believe in God. I wouldn't consider myself like a practicing Catholic to the, in the sense that I go to church and do all that. But I do believe. Is that just because you want to go to brunch? Or is <laughs> no. that <'cause> like, <laughs> you're like church or brunch? No, no, no. Um, well, and I, like I was saying, I do pray every morning, every night, like have my conversations with God. But um, when growing up for me, church was something that 
we went because we had to, you know, yeah, like same. I had to do my, my comunión, confirmación, all that. So we were going to that, you know, and then before I moved, maybe like two years ago, I started going to church on my own and I had never done that in my life. Mm-hmm. So that was definitely an experience. I was just like, wow. what do you think, what do you think triggered that? For me, honestly, at that point, like I was going through some stuff and I was like, I just need some peace of mind. I'm like, people say like going to church helps them, you know, let me see what it's about. And I went and honestly, it was a very like emotional experience for me. Like I was like, I didn't cry, cry, but like I was tearing up and I was like, afterwards, I just came out feeling like a lot better. And I went a few times, but I didn't keep up with it when I moved out here. And to be completely honest, I haven't looked for any like churches out here. And the churches that I've always gone to have always been like Spanish speaking ones, you know, and the neighborhood that I live in, like it's there's barely any Latinos. So yeah, I need to start. And I don't know if I want to go to like a, a Spanish speaking like mass or anything like that. So that's something that I have thought about, but I just haven't really looked too much into it. Yeah, I, I, the reason I, what I was lo- looking up, I was paying attention, but I was looking up something because I was reading something about like, like community, right? And that, that's a lot of the times why you gravitate towards something like church and it, and it works for you because it's, it's community. And a lot, of, mm-hmm. a lot of the times we think like, oh, well, I just got to deal with this myself. Um, mm-hmm. But we're, we're naturally social beings, you know, and, and mm-hmm. having that idea of like, you're going, to, you're going to this place and everybody's doing the same thing, whether, whether it's fucking a Buddhist temple, whether it's, you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, Christian, Catholic, whatever it may be. It's just more of that community of like, oh, these people are going to some of the same things, like, um, yeah. you know, and I just think it's like, a, like, oh, you're going to confession, but then it's like, it's therapy, right? You oh, why have con el padre? And the, mm-hmm. the only thing that, that, the only difference is that the, the, it's different when you go to therapy, because a lot of times in therapy, they're trying to, they're trying to help you find the answers. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times in like church or whatever, they're giving you the answers. Yeah. Like, no, you're wrong. You know, you're like, wait, oh, fuck, why? And, and you know wrong. what? I, I honestly, I always think about we're going to confession. 3043, like, you know, says that you need to not eat shrimp. And then, go, <laughs> and then like, here your Ave Marias do these. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> then I'm cured. You know, I just have to go like say my Padre Nuestros and Ave Maria, then I'm good. But. I don't know. For me, confessional, like going to confessionals was always very awkward. And I was always that kid that, and I say kid because I, I haven't really gone as an adult, where I would be like, yeah, like I talk back to my parents. Like I, like it wasn't anything really like, like there wasn't any substance to it, you know, it's just so yeah. generic just so I could say something. So yeah. I want to say that I need to get better about that. <laughs> I, I mean, just. I mean, as long as you're honest with yourself and you're going, I mean, you say you're going to therapy. I mean, that's, Mm -hmm. that's your confessional. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's a, I personally have, I wouldn't say I've left the church or anything, but I never, I, you know, I've like, it's the same was like my dad would always be like, ah, let's fucking go to church. Sorry up. We're going to be late. You know what I mean? It's like, man, fuck church. It was like, I want to play, you know? So it was like a thing like, no, we're going like, you know, so it wasn't like a happy thing. And it was like, we would be late. We're standing on the side. Oh, in the back. Didn't even get a chair. Like, you know, like, damn, this sucks. Well, see, my dad was the opposite. Tired. 
my dad loved going, but we were always laid in the back, and he would be singing along with them. Didn't even know what he was singing. But he would love going because you know how afterwards they sell food and all that stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why he wanted to go. And well, we like, never did that. We hardly ever oh, did that. We were we like did. go and we would leave. We go to Carl's no. Jr. though. That's gonna be like oh Carl's Jr. or like some pizza <laughs> after or the mall. No. You know. No, we were always doing that. So. Yeah, no, I mean, and I think that at least for me, and I, I, I'm not gonna say it's a direct correlation, but I would say that that religion definitely had a big impact in my anxiety. Negatively, How so? negatively, because the guilt, if I do something, he's watching me and I'm a fucked up person hmm. and I already did it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm going to apologize and I got, you know, or else, or else you're going to mm-hmm. fucking get, you know what I mean? Like there's this funny, uh, there's this funny uh, Jim Jeffries joke where he talks about like how it's like, how what a narcissist he was like i want you guys he's like imagine he was at a party he's like i want you guys to sing songs about me <laughs> he's, like, he's like you know what i mean he's like i want you guys wow. to do this when you say it like that you're like oh yeah and i want you to come to my house on sundays and uh you know what i mean like he's like oh, all right yeah yeah i mean we could do that and then like he's at a party and then like these dudes walk in and he's like who's that oh that's that's that's, that's stan he's like who, who's that guy he's with he's like Oh, that's his boyfriend. He's like, what? Like, it's like, it's just so funny of like putting it in that sense of like, you know, oh you know, I don't like that. Like, you know, it's just like super, wait, wow. it makes it so crazy that like, oh man, like, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah, to me, that's what it was like. And like, you know, you grow up and you're like, you kind of think of like, I mean, I, I'm personally not, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm like, I'm heterosexual, but like you kind of, you see that you see kids or whatever you see. Oh, well she's gay and and you know like how does she know like how do i how do i know i'm not or whatever you know what i mean like how the hell do you know that you know but like even like thinking about shit like that in your brain you're like oh fuck i'm fucked up there's something wrong with me because i had that thought of like oh how the hell does she know or you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. does it just click or you know what i mean i don't i don't i don't know you know it's like for me everything's been in this direction or whatever so it's hard to like it's hard, like you have thoughts and then you feel guilty about it, you know, for just like being yourself kind of. And, and that's kind of where I, I didn't like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. At least for me. For me, I think it was more so that I felt like when I was younger, I would only pray when I needed something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, you like, but for me, it was like, I wish this would happen. And then one day I was like, he's not a genie. Like, why am I wishing these things? You know, like I'm like, yes, it's good to say these things. You never had a friend like me. <laughs> one of my favorite movies, but it was like put some action behind it, you know. But I will I've always been that kid since I was younger where like I would say something and then I would like sit back and walk myself through it. Like, you're dumb. Like this is the way that it should be happening, you know. Yeah. But I remember having those thoughts like really like he's not a genie you can't wish for something you can't wish and then have it happen the next day you know <laughs> yeah yeah so for I mean, me i feel like i wasn't using or i don't want to say using god i wasn't i wasn't doing it right that's what i felt you know like the whole church praying thing all of yeah. that i felt like like i don't want to say that i was blindly doing it because i mean i went to like sunday school and all of that but I think I had my own interpretation of how I should do things. 
Yeah, and I think everybody does, you know. And mm-hmm. the, the, the whole thing about that is what sucks is, like I said, they have, like, you could be like, oh, this I'm doing it because I like this and that. And then they're like, well, you're wrong. And you're like, oh, fuck. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like you're doing yeah. it. You're doing what you like. And then somebody puts you down or whatever. You know what I mean? There's all that other, the political shit or whatever mm-hmm. that goes along with it. That you're like, I don't like that. Like, you know, like, I remember... One time I was dating this this girl. I was probably like 19, 20, and she she was Christian and she she would go to like the church and she was to work with the kids, the youth center or whatever. And like one time she's like, "Oh, come by or whatever." And I was kind of like, eh. "All right." And I I went and it was like the children's like mm-hmm. sermon or whatever. And they were talking to the kids and they started talking about gay people. And they were like, "Oh, you know, like they the rainbow, like, you know, it's a happy thing and it was our thing. And I'm like, why do you need to be telling that to the kids? There's no reason why you should be talking uh-huh. about this to the kids. Like you could be teaching them mm-hmm. how to be respectful, how to how to mm-hmm. love one another, how to like you know what I mean? Like values instead of like really being like, oh, the fucking gays and blah blah blah. I was like, what mm-hmm. the hell? These are like kids, you know? Like why is you it know, I don't know. I get that, but the where I was working at the church, I was actually very surprised because they were very progressive there was they were accepting of i want to say most people because i don't know all their views but there was one um father that really stood out because he was like a huge advocate for the lgbtq community like he was out there um like protesting doing all these things for them you know and he even came out a few times like i think he was like in the new york times because somebody actually um like hurt him like beat him up when he was at one of these protests like standing up for like their rights you know yeah and for me it was so shocking because i'm used to like the catholic church being like no like condemning that you know yeah so for them to be telling me that i was just like and at first honestly i was like "Mm, do i really believe it but they showed me everything like we talked more and i was like oh wow like and these are i mean like they're not like new fathers or anything. I mean, they're older. They're up to like 70s, 80s. And I'm just like, that is like, that blew my mind, you know, because I've always thought like very like anti-LGBT, you know, and all of that. So it was definitely an experience to be there. Yeah. They're my little homies. <laughs> the little Padres? Yeah, my little Padres. <laughs> they're honestly, I hate to say this, but they kind of remind me of like a little frat, like, they are not that different from a frat. Because they're guys or because, you know. How do they act? They, they, <laughs> they party and I'm just like, are you allowed to do that? Like, what? Because where I worked, it wasn't a church, but they were, there was basically like a, that's where they had all their businesses, but they, business, but they, um, it was like, I guess like a dormitory for yeah. the like the priests that live there and then like visiting priests yeah so it was literally like except it was clean because they they had um they had like uh what is it called like people that would housekeeping that would do all that stuff for them but it was a it was a rich frat house basically oh really <laughs> yeah so it was it was but they don't let sororities in they don't <laughs> basically <laughs> It's exactly like that. <laughs> they have to be in their own house. The, mm-hmm. the nuns. The nuns. Have you ever seen 
Have you ever seen the movie Doubt? I don't think so. Or read the play. I think it's a play. Yeah. You should no, watch it. You should watch it. I don't know where I don't know where it's at. I think I'm pretty sure if you Google it, you can probably find it if it's on Prime or, or something. Mm -hmm. I think it's on um I think it's actually on uh, Netflix. But anyways, it's a Meryl Streep um and Philip Seymour Hoffman. Uh, I forgot who else, but basically it's a nun and a priest. And something comes up where like a kid drinks like the communion wine or something like that. But mm -hmm. then he's like, um, he's like the only black kid in the school. Mm -hmm. And then so the the priest like kind of covers it up. But then the there's a nun that's like, wait, why the fuck are you covering it up? Like, and then he's like, hey, like, don't get in my shit. Like, I, oh, did wow. I, did, I did it. I did it because what I had because I had to do it or whatever for my reasons. Mm -hmm. And she's like, no, no, no. What the fuck are your reasons? And he's like, I don't need to tell you like get out my face you know <laughs> but like basically in his and he's like and then he kind of comes out he's like well he's the only black child and you know it, it came out that he drank the wine like they would make him look worse and you know what i mean and and like uh i don't know i think she hit him or something and then the mom comes and the mom is like yo i don't want any trouble for my kid if he has to go to some shit you know let him go to some shit and oh, wow. the, the nun's kind of like what mm -hmm. Like, yeah, like, just leave my kid alone. I don't want him to have any extra shit. Like, don't, don't like, you know, don't make him a special case because it's only going to make shit worse. He's already mm -hmm. standing out. And the nun's like, well, I'm trying to protect him. And she's like, I appreciate it, but like, fuck off. Yeah. And so it's like, there's this whole, it's called doubt. There's mm -hmm. this whole pulling things. And then, and then basically he's, she's like, she's basically accusing him of like molesting the kid. And he's like, he's like, dude, you keep doing this. He's like, you have no evidence of this. She's like, no, I know, I know, and this and that. And he's like, you have no evidence. Like, you, you know, but once you're accused, you're fucked. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're, it doesn't matter. Like, I, if you accuse somebody, whether you're accusing a guy of rape or something, there's still going to be those people that are going to be like, I don't know, I think he did it. Yeah, you stain. You know what I mean? Like, and so then the, 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 I think the, the father leaves. He's like, you know what? I like, I, I, he leaves to like another, another church. Uh, well, I guess. Mm -hmm. I just did the whole movie, but uh, spoiler <laughs> alert, he, he leaves to another church. And then the nuns just basically like at the end of it, we don't, you don't reach a fucking answer. The conclude. Oh, wow. And then at the end of it, the, 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 I remember because we did the play when I was at state and I, mm -hmm. I was in, I wasn't in it. I was in the production, um, production crew. And then like we would take, take shots every time they said doubt. So, like, so at the end, <laughs> she's, like, she's like, oh, I have such doubts. Cause she doesn't know, like, yeah, maybe I did just fuck up this dude's career, or maybe I did like do all this shit and I was wrong, mm -hmm. you know. Cause she wasn't, so it's just like when you're she was, but she was so adamant about pursuing that and, and pushing, like, no, I fucking know you did, and it's like how? Well, you know, this lines up this way, and it's like, well, see, that's the scary part of people. That's a whole different subject, controversial subject, but I feel like there are a lot of people like that where. All these accusations come out because of an inkling you know and it transpires yeah. into like ruining somebody's life and sometimes they're true you know and sometimes they're not it's just a lot of retaliation and all of that just gets really murky well i think you also get into the you get into another another part of it is you don't want to say anything right like mm -hmm. you don't you don't 
Like, you don't want to ruffle any feathers. You don't want to be, like, ostracized. You don't want to be the person who who did this. Mm-hmm. And maybe you're in a, you know, in a field where, like, like, like I said, like, if it was, like, me, like, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of white people. I'm, like, one of the only Mexicans. And if there was blatant racism, like, and then I bring it up, it's like, oh, you're fucking crazy, man. You're just trying to make excuses. Mm-hmm. You're, you know what I mean? It's like, no, like, this should really happen. Like, for example, my my um, my buddy, his wife, she won a case, like a sexual harassment case for a good amount of money. And she had like solid shit and like th- that was going on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's a lot of people in those situations to where like they're like, no, nah, I don't want to you know, like it, it, it's it's fine. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I don't want to. Well, that actually happened to me like, when know. I was in San Diego, one of my jobs where there was a lot of instances where somebody higher up than me, like it wasn't like, I don't want to say it was like, I don't, it wasn't blatant, like sexual harassment, but there was a lot of instances wait, wait, where go, go into it. Cause I feel like you're already trying to minimize it. You're already like, well, it wasn't that bad. Well, yeah, it doesn't yeah. have to be like this dude pinned me up against a wall, mm-hmm. but it's like, yo, yeah, this, that's is work, true. Bro. this is work, bro. You, you can't like, you know, smell my hair. Or you can't yeah. be like, hey, you look really cute in those hoops. Like, it's like, so mm. it was actually a lot of things like that where there was one time. So I was close to one of my supervisors. He was male and we would always joke around. And I was telling him that I was going to be like going to this event or like one of my exes was going to be and like somebody else that I had dated. And we were joking around about that. And this guy who I already didn't feel comfortable around with he started making comments about it. I didn't hear them, but then I looked at him like, what did you say? And my supervisor told him like, don't even start that. He's like, because you're taking it to a whole nother level. That was my first instance. I was like, okay. I was like, I played it off. I don't know what he said exactly. I just know that it was to the point where my supervisor cut him off. Right. And then like every other time, like that I would see him, he would always be like, oh, like you look nice in those jeans or like, oh, like your hair looks nice. And I, I was like, okay, like, mm, you know. And then it got to the point where like, he ended up moving my desk like right by him with no explanation. And All I was just right. like, what is going on? And then he would ask me like about my dating life and things like that. Yeah. And he'd be like, so how's that going? And I'm just like, mm, like that's none of your business, you know? And at this point, I didn't even know what to say. I'm like, is this even grounds for me to say anything? And there was times where like, I didn't even, I had told one of my friends about this there. And then she told me, she's like, he's always staring at you. Every time you walk away, he's like, you like, even when you're just talking to somebody, like he does not take his eyes off of you, you know? And this was already after he had um, like set me close to him. And then when we would have our like check-in meetings, he would like try to find out if I was dating anybody. And then when I was standoffish, then he would be like, oh, well, yeah, like I'm married, like blah, blah, blah. You know, like I'm thinking about like getting her this gift. And it was like things like lingerie and things like that. And I'm just like, what? You know, and there was this one time I was like the person always organizing uh, like birthday celebrations or anything like that. And I don't know why I was collecting money. And he like Venmo's me and he's like doing all these like little heart emojis on the Venmo. And I'm just like, 
like what like I was so confused like I didn't know what to say you know and there was one time this one I will never forget I was talking to one of my friends about like working out um and it was like a two or three of us and I and I was joking around saying like I want like a booty like JLo like that's what I always say so I was (laughs) right so I was talking to them about this and then the supervisor like walks in and he's like oh he's like well you're almost there you almost have a booty like JLo in front of these people and I'm just like like I didn't even know what to say and like you know I'm a very vocal person but I felt like I had no voice you know and at this point the guy that I was dating like I was telling him about all of this he's like you need to say something you need to speak up and I was like you know what like I don't even know where to begin like I don't have anything besides like he made me feel like this. He did this. He, I didn't have any physical proof. And that's proof. enough. Like, you know, that's, mm-hmm. like, yeah. But that was another thing. You feel too, like though. it needs like, to be physical, like you're saying. Like, yeah. yeah. And there was another thing, too, though. Like, there was this group of, like, supervisors that were known to always cover up for each other and, like, and get people fired and things like that. And honestly, yeah. like, that's what I was scared of, you know. And yeah. I was just like, what do I do? But luckily, at the first chance that I got, like, I mean, it wasn't the best solution, but it was for me at the time. Like, I was able to get moved to another, like, uh, to another team, you know? And I was just like, but it was so uncomfortable. And, like, I don't even, it got to a point where I'm like, am I imagining things? Am I, like, like making things up? I'm like, am I putting more focus on am it? Am I giving I him attention? Is it, you yeah, know, it, I mean, honestly, it, it was being like flirty? that. Uh, well, I was kind of being flirty. I did mm-hmm. say, hey, have a nice day or whatever. Like, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I know that some people, I come off like that because I'm usually smiling when I speak and things like that. So I was like putting that blame on myself, you know. Yeah. And then it got to the point where he would randomly like message me like, quote unquote funny videos and things like that and I wouldn't respond. Yeah, I don't after, that's definitely not a good thing. Like your boss is like text messaging yeah. shit and yeah that that's that and shit. then afterwards he ended up leaving. He like had another opportunity. He left he ended up leaving to like be a a border patrol. And in my mind I was like, oh my gosh. It like honestly my heart sank because I was like, I feel like he's gonna be in a position where he can really take advantage of women, you know. So I started to feel even more guilty. Yeah. And honestly, up until now, like it's been something that I just like push to the back of my mind that I don't want to think about because it made me, even though he never physically touched me, it made me feel so uncomfortable in my own skin to the point where like I started wearing like looser clothing to work like yeah and I like wearing fitted clothes that's always been me but like for that period of time where he was there I was always wearing like the baggiest clothes that I could own and still look professional I I think it's good I mean I really like that you're that you're sharing and sharing this because I feel like there's a lot of people out there that you know, mm-hmm. especially obviously especially women that go through the same thing, but then to, they just make the adjustment, like you're saying, mm-hmm. you know, they just make the adjustment and they're just like, I got to do what I got to do to get through. I don't want to, I don't want anybody rough on any feathers. I'm already a Latina girl here. Yeah. I, should, I should be grateful that I have this job. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Not a lot of people get here, blah, blah, blah. It's like, but still you shouldn't be, you know what I mean? You shouldn't yeah. have to like go through shit. Like it's one life, right? And you're like, why mm-hmm. you gonna know, like, engage and shit like that like your boss should not be sending you shit at like 10 at yeah. night oh it's like well we're cool now or something it's like no like it's 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 not appropriate especially if oh well he's married it's like yeah so if he's mm-hmm. married why is he sending you shit at like this hour or whatever mm-hmm. but a lot of the times like it 
so that kind of goes into like what how you how you deal with shit and how you um like if if you're like like kind of like from the social aspect like what you were saying right like oh well maybe i did something you know what i mean and like the like what is the but i i'm getting attention from this guy you know mm-hmm. what i mean like it's a, it's it's attention from somebody but like if you have say like a like an avoidant attachment so you're like well it's attention i'm getting but i also don't have to commit to this attention because i know mm-hmm. that he's married i know he's my boss he's like an unattainable person but i'm getting attention from him and i know that i could be like at any moment i could be like no mm-hmm. but you still like you cuz you feel like you're controlling that relationship mm-hmm. but it's more like he is controlling it because at the end of the day he could be like well you're fired or he could mm-hmm. like be like oh this is that and then you're gonna come out and be like, no, this dude's been doing this, been doing that. And it's like, wait, but you were texting him at night? And he or did you, try to do that to me, actually. I mean, I never reciprocated the attention. And when he started to feel, I guess, like uh, jaded, he started to bring out like my progress reports and saying this and saying yeah. that. He's like, your numbers aren't showing this, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, like, are you having this conversation with everybody? And it got to the point where my friend told me, she's like, you need to start recording your interactions with him when he pulls you into these, like, Yeah, put it in little, an email and no, stuff like things that. Like, like that. Okay, like, if you're going to give me this progress report, then write it down. Mm-hmm. And, you know what I mean? It's just a warning. It's just a warning. Yeah. Like, and I was like, just uh. like, and there was a lot of times when we'd go, like, off, like, um, out of the office where we would do group things and he would always try to get me to be in his car and I'm like no like I'm driving and I'm driving people and like by that point like most of my team knew what was going on so it was one of those things where they didn't say anything either because they didn't think it was their place but they would do whatever they could to kind of like have me in this little protective bubble away from him it was like that's so sad though like, and it's also so cowardice, right? It's like, wait, nobody, like, you guys all see this. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to be like, yo, we need to address this. Mm-hmm. Like, well, let's just deal with it. Yeah. It was you know? just, it was definitely, like, something that I hope that I never go through again. And I hope, I mean, I can't say that I hope people don't go through it because I know that's inevitable, you know. But well, no, but a, you can still hope they don't go through it. What do you mean? I can hope <laughs> it, but I mean, what I'm saying is, like, it's just such a norm that happens, you know, unfortunately, like almost every female that I know has gone through something similar, either yeah. a little less than I have or worse than I have, you know? Well, I think that maybe you like, like, I know you mentioned like your dad was like your best friend and stuff like that. So your relationship with your dad and your uh, a male figure was a positive one. Mm-hmm. So when you feel even that, like, oh, this dude's kind of weird, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? It, it, I wouldn't say triggers you, but it definitely says like, this isn't, this isn't how I should be treated by yeah. a man. And there's other people that maybe didn't have a great relationship with their dad, or maybe their dad wasn't that type of person, you know, to where they're like, yes, this is how men treat you. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And they don't like, then I've, I've had like, um, you know, like my buddy was telling me about like, he's like, man, I dated this girl. And she was like, well, you're, why are you so nice? You know what I mean? Oh and he God. was like, what are you talking about? He was like, you know, she's like, oh, you're just, you know what I mean? It's like you want, like, like they're used to bad treatment or like, you know, you, where you have to fight for that affection. That's very normal to you in your family setting. Mm-hmm. Very normal to like, you know, hug and kiss and, you know, say I love you or whatever it may be. And when somebody's being weird, like your dad kind of taught you on how, how a man should touch you 
or talk to mm-hmm. you, you know, where in like a professional setting, like, mm-hmm. hey, you shouldn't be doing that. Like, you know, you shouldn't be, you know, so you're like, wait, mm-hmm. something's up here. Yeah. I know he's not like smacking my ass, which is very, mm-hmm. very direct. But mm, he's he, this is fishy, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think for me too, what was very disappointing, especially like I was disappointed with myself, is like I've said, like I am usually a very vocal person, but I felt like I had no voice. Like, I just that, that's could not speak have, up. Yeah, it's powerful that you would, you know, be silenced and like a, being a person that speaks mm-hmm. up, you know, which is, I mean. Obviously, it's okay that, you you know, you got to go through it and you learn from it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I One of the central, I guess not the central, but the central question that I always have, and I feel like we covered it. I don't know if this would be, but it's like, when was a time that you felt like a weirdo? That I you felt know? like a weirdo? Like a, it doesn't have to be, like I said, for me, what I say like weirdo is like, um, like maybe you're being yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's kind of what I'm thinking here. Like maybe at, the, at that time you felt weird. You felt strange, like. Like, damn, like, am I doing something? Am I fucked up? Like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm just being myself and this dude's doing this to me. What did I do? Like, I feel mm-hmm. weird. And then people are making me feel weird. Like, oh, like, it's fine or whatever. Yeah. Like, so like, well, Misael, Misael Galvan, he likes that I mentioned him in the podcast. So um, <laughs> he, he talked about how he was like dancing and then somebody like made fun of him, you know? Uh-huh. And he was like, oh, shit, like. No, what I really laughed, I actually listened to that one. I think he's the one that mentioned that he licks his phone. Yeah. (laughs) He's not the only one. I started laughing because I have done that. (laughs) And not only that, I'll have I have a tendency if I spill something like on my arm, I'll just lick it. Lick it. (laughs) And I've done that in public where like I'll be eating something Ah, and then I wear lipstick. have like a kiss on my forearm and some that actually did happen to me I don't know I think it's like at a Starbucks and I, I got the caramel frap and the whipped cream and the caramel somehow got on my forearm I don't know what yeah. I was doing so without even thinking I just like licked it and the guy's looking at me like what are you doing and I'm like <laughs> I'm like meow meow <laughs> basically so he's not the only one to do weird things like that yeah <laughs> Um, but aside from that, you know what, for me, people, I don't want to say that it's weird, but I think it comes off as like narcissistic. I've always said, like, I don't need people to compliment myself. Like I will like be joking around and be complimenting myself because I feel like yeah. if I feel good about myself. It's going to throw out that energy, you know? Yeah, that's good. I mean, I think that that's, uh, that's, that's what you want to do, you know, because then you, you don't want to seek the validation of like, do you mm. really think, do you guys really think I, you know, I, I did yeah. this? Okay. But like, and you have to bring yourself back. Like you said, like, you know, sometimes you're, you're harder on yourself too, right? Yeah. Like, and you're like, no, I could be doing more. It's not like, I was just talking about how like recently I've had to get good at like not doing anything. Because I've always felt like I have to do something. It's Saturday. I got a whole day. Like, I need to mm-hmm. go hike. I need to go do this. I need to do some work. I need to, like, you know. So, like, fuck that. I'm not going to do anything. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to do any work. I'm not going to, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so, it's it's like giving yourself that time and giving yourself that permission. You know what I mean? Yeah. Of, so, but, yeah, that, that happens a lot. Like, you know, you're kind of embracing yourself and then maybe... Mm-hmm. Some people who don't have that much love for themselves sometimes could be like, oh, you're so conceited or you're so, you know what I mean? And And I do get that a lot, honestly. And I and I go back to the whole thing like, well, I'm not going to let you get to me. I'm like, 
I'm feeling myself, you know, and I literally will be like walking on a reflective, like where there's something reflective and I'll, whoever I'm with, I'm like, oh my, I look cute, huh? And they're like, really, really? And I'm like, hey, I think it, so I'm cool with that, you know? Yeah, that's good. That's good. Confidence is good. Mm-hmm. You I gotta, try to work and, and you, gotta, you can't like, it's the same point of like, right? Don't expect other people to give you what you're not even giving yourself. Yes, exactly. You know what I mean? So I'm a big proponent of that. Great. Well, we're at like an hour and a half now. So I don't know if you know, but <laughs> is there anything you want to close off? Anything that you want to, you know, anything we missed? Anything you? This was really mm-hmm. good, by the way, because I didn't have to ask you any of the questions. It would just float. It was good. <laughs> yeah, I tend to be a talker. That's good. Like I told you before we started recording, I felt like I was on a first date. I even did my hair for you. <laughs> <laughs> even though we've known each other for like years. Right. The Except I didn't get. Service. I didn't even get a drink or anything from you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> No drinks. But no, I, I had a I great time. I thought about time. sending. I have a I have a friend uh, that was on. She has a wine bar, um, and we're gonna make uh like uh, probably put like labels of like the podcast and then send mm-hmm. them out. I'm gonna make t-shirts too, so then I'll be contacting. Ooh, well. yes, I would love so, to buy a t-shirt. So if any, well, no, you're not gonna. You're a guest. You're gonna get it oh. free. You know, but I will <laughs> be selling it. To, it's probably gonna be like it's probably gonna say like weirdos only, or just, I love that, and just say like. Because, like, nobody's going to know or just say, like, I'm a weirdo or something, mm-hmm. you know, or just weirdo. But, yeah, I'll, I'll keep you updated. But, yeah, Alrighty. now people know on the podcast, so they'll be ready. And yes. But I had a great time. This is really good that you're doing this. Uh, I'm happy for you. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for joining. And, you know, maybe we can get more people. And if you know anybody that's interested or that would, you know, kind of you think would be in it, somebody that would be interesting guest, even yeah. if I don't know them, it's fine. I'm, I'm going to be on some other podcast next week. Yeah, definitely. If you do get Sashi on it, bring me on for a second one with her. <laughs> she makes me laugh. I, mean, I don't feel her thunder. That's one thing that I, that I was trying to do, like get like multiple people. Uh-huh. Uh, so after I talked to her, yeah, maybe we could yeah, do. Yeah. I would love to be on. She makes me laugh all the time. So uh, well, she's really good me. energy. I'll ask her if she wants to. Sashi putting you out there on the spot. Don't let us down. Sashi's on. <laughs> I think I got her next week. Next week. So I'll, I'll let you know if, if you're available, then maybe you jump on. I'll let her have this on her own. Maybe like further down the line so we can do something together. I don't want to steal her thunder. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again for joining. Um, and, you know, Brenda Marie Moreno, uh, follow her on Instagram. Uh, we'll oh, yeah. Episode <laughs> should be up today, so you check it out. All righty. Bye. Bye. <laughs>